everybody, and welcome to another Sports 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 Podcast. I'm Joel Anderson. I'm Jordan Palmaville. And Jordan says always is the sports outsider, Phil Ranta. Hey guys, I don't watch sports. Yup, but Jordan's back. Hey, hey, I'm back, you guys. Welcome back from Hawaii. Yep. Yeah. I'm, I'm tan. I'm rested. Yeah, you look tan. Yeah. Well, the thing is, Jordan, returning from Nashville, he was thinking, gotta head west until I get home. And he overshot. I overshot. Yeah. He overshot. Yeah. yeah. I was gonna. I was gonna be like, you know, here I go. Here I go. Here I go. And here's the worst part, you know. And you're in Hawaii, and you're in your car, and you got California plates, and they pull you over and say, "How long have you been here?" Because you know you need to get, in, you know, Hawaii right. plates. And I, oh, I'm just driving through. They right. They don't buy it. They don't yeah. because how are you gonna drive through? <laughs> no. Yeah. No. It's tough. No, it's terrible. Totally overshot it. Yeah. But no, I've I've been there before. Like you're out there, you're you're on the ocean, and mm-hmm. you're thinking to yourself, wait. How long after I get to the ocean is the turn to my place? You know, and it's days later that you finally remember, oh, God, you know what? My place is before the ocean. Right, right. I was supposed to take a right turn at Albuquerque. Yeah. As Bugs Bunny so often said. Egg on my face. Yeah. (laughs) When he would get lost when he was tunneling. Yeah. So this is a sports podcast. Sure. And I have on good authority... That now that I'm back, we're going to talk about sports again. I yeah, hope no, not. I'm kidding. No, we probably won't. But that we have, uh, uh, what do we have? Uh, two guests on the podcast we today. We do. Oh, yeah. And two, two big ones. Mm. Uh, first of all, we have the recently fired Jurgen Klinsman. Jurgen Klinsman. Ah. Yeah. Not Jurgen Klansman, which mm. is where you're going to go immediately because you've got the Jurgen, the Jurgen, the German The Jurgen's accent. shampoo? We all have the Jurgen's German lotion. accent. Right. But no, it Klinsman. Right. An I. Yeah. Right. Okay, he was it. a soccer coach. Yeah, he coached the U.S. Uh, men's national team. Okay. Uh, and they're still not that good. Okay. Uh, and so he got fired. So he's coming on to... Clear the air. Clear the air. Clear the air. Actually, this one I feel like he really does need to clear the air. Yeah, he, he does. Probably does. He's yeah. got to find another job. Now, so. is our next guest also clearing the air? I don't think the next guest is clearing the air. <laughs> yeah. It, I think the next the, the, the next guest is adamantly opposed to anyone trying to come in and clear any air. Yeah. Okay, that is not the government's job. No, absolutely not. No. This is why but we should do say who he is so that the listeners it's, have context. It's Steve Bannon. Right, the Trump's uh, chief of chief, staff, chief of That's no chief strategy, chief strategy uh, officer, yeah. something like that. Is that what is is that a new position? I thought it was chief of staff. No, it's not. Or no, uh, like, pre, not ranked previous is the, this is like it's like the chief political. It's it's what Karl Rove was doing for. Uh, oh okay. For, oh, for well, Rove, yeah, yeah. Rovey. But he's going to talk about the implications in the sports world in the new Trump administration. Yeah. Oh, well, okay. He, well, he, that that's pertinent to yeah. our podcast. Yeah, exactly. And I think he definitely he said he wanted to address the uh, the first NFL game played in Mexico City was on Monday. Yeah, right? that's true. Uh, yeah, Texans Raiders. Mm-hmm. I was watching that. There was a guy, and I'm not even joking. This there was a guy with a laser pointer fucking with uh, Brock Osweiler. Ooh, yeah. really? Yeah, they said that the like, NFL authorities know about the laser pointer and are trying to apprehend the suspect. Wow, that's a throwback to the '90s. <laughs> <laughs> Disrupting things with a laser pointer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it is in Mexico. It might actually be a sniper. Whoa! Oh, look out! That's uh, a hot take. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, but, I mean, it's sad. There's a lot of murders in Mexico. But do but. we have a wide world where it's sports? You're, you're goddamn right we do. Yeah. But first, Jurgen no Morgan. Oh. Oregon Spjorgen. We were talking about this earlier. U.S. soccer head coach fired a nation mourns. Oh, I do. I, uh, that might still just be mourning about the election. You know what? We weren't. You know what? <laughs> Who can interpret these polls? Yeah, that's Not true. me. People are sad. We have to assume because correlation is causation, it's because Jurgen Klinsmann lost his yeah. job. Subheadline: Charlie Strong says, "Finally, 
changing the subject. <laughs> oh, wait, I'm in Texas. Never mind. Aww. <laughs> Uh, so uh, he was fired uh, today, uh, Monday, we should say, as a coach of the men's national team. Mm-hmm. Yep. And before all this, this morning, as I'm doing research for the Sports 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 podcast, I read a New York Times interview where Jurgen Klinsmann, uh, it, was about, it was an interview with him just taken Sunday about the possibility of losing his job. Ooh. Yikes. <laughs> so I wanted some information. I don't know much about soccer, so I texted my buddy Mike. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, you know, uh, what, what do fans think about him? Do they want him gone? What's the general consensus? And Mike didn't know it then, but he had precious little time to answer. Sure. Because <laughs> <laughs> about 10 minutes later, dude was fired. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you so, think it's because you're psychic? Uh, no. No, I don't. Okay. I, or, I, I, what? Or tele... tele I might be tele... Telethermonoscopic? Telepathic? Oh, tele... Telepathic. <laughs> we'll get it. We'll yeah, get we'll it. get it. We'll get it. We'll get it. <laughs> anyway, I later rephrased the question because sure. the old one was was no good. But uh, Klinsman uh, took charge of the U.S. men's squad in 2011 mm-hmm. and led it to the knockout stage of the 2014 FIFA World Cup. Wow. Do you guys remember those wild days? No. <laughs> we were all dancing to Happy by Pharrell. Oh, that's right. <laughs> we were watching President Obama on Between Two Ferns. Aww. It was a very funny time. It was a, yeah. It was, it was, and that, that very crazy summer, Klinsman. Let us out of the group of death. Remember the group of death? We were talking about it. Yeah. To the round of 16, and Americans everywhere learned what the second round of the FIFA World Cup is called. Yeah, the round of 16. Yeah, we didn't know yeah, that we before. Know. We never got there. No. Not the sweet 16. No. No. <laughs> no, that would have, you know. Because it's not that sweet. It's yeah. just a round. For the most popular sport in the world, they might have come up with a more clever title for their round of 16. Than <laughs> it doesn't translate the well. Six- the yeah, sweet 16 alliteration isn't good, yeah. yeah. Uh, reports ESPN... It, disappointing results since then put his job in jeopardy with defeats to Mexico and Costa Rica in the World Cup qualifiers this month, proving to be the last straw, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was under contract apparently through 2018, but uh, when they lost to chief rival Mexico recently. Are they our chief rival? I was going to say, I hope they enjoy being our chief rival. I don't yeah. think they know. <laughs> like, it might right. not be reciprocated. Like, yeah. They might not know that we're like, ah, you're a soccer rival. Like, yeah, whatever. You're yeah. cute. I think most of America doesn't know that there are soccer <laughs> rivals. Sure. Um, uh, and they also lost uh, Costa Rica for nothing a couple days later. So That's a blowout in soccer, isn't it? Oh, yeah. That's yeah. that's bad news. That's You got mercy. Yeah. Oof. You don't even get orange slices and uh, Capri Sun. What? Nope. Yeah. You just get Evian water? Ugh. Yeah. Uh, the worst. How does the mercy rule work in soccer? Because the only merciful thing I can think to do is end the game immediately. Boom! Yeah. joke. Gaga, <laughs> uh, The question everyone's mind is who's going to replace Klinsman, and will there be oranges and Capri Sun at the new press conference? Sure. Yeah. Uh, U.S. Soccer did not immediately name a replacement uh, in a statement that thanked Klinsman for his efforts. Yeah, but they said it like, "Thank you." <laughs> right? Yeah, it was not. It was not, it was not genuine. Well, I think you have to remember that under Klinsman, uh, it wasn't oranges and Capri Sun. It was uh, sauerkraut and lager. Oh, God. Wow. That's that, a good Some hearty. people felt like it was hurting the performance of the team just that a little bit. That seems like a gastrointestinal bomb. <laughs> yeah. yeah. To describe. Look out, world. Yeah. Some would say gastrointestinal bomb. Others would say a culinary tradition <laughs> in Germany dating this back thousands of years. Sure. cabbage. Yeah. yeah. And this fermented yeast here. Yeah. yeah. We'll have some fun. In fairness, everything for Jordan is a gastrointestinal bomb, right? <laughs> you got a lot. You got some fart I problems. I got a lot going on. <laughs> you do. You, you got, got a lot, lot of rumblies in your tumblies. I call it just that whole area is iffy. 
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> tum tum iffy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, but sources told ESPN FC, which is stubbornly not called ESPN Soccer, <laughs> uh, that negotiations are, negotiations are ongoing with LA Galaxy coach Bruce Arena to take over the job for the second time. He was a coach earlier. Wow. And he wants to get one last run at the for the right level of acceptable mediocrity. Sure. <laughs> just put it together. Babe, I know I said I was retired from the U.S. men's national team, but if I could just get us back I to average. get back there just... and take take some of the athletes that other sports in America have passed over. <laughs> <laughs> who, who were not heavily recruited for football or basketball or baseball or golf or tennis. Or any of the other sports that people care about more, and then have them compete with some of the tiny countries that are very <laughs> passionate about soccer, but don't have the population or resources to get where we do. If we dream, maybe we'll only lose four to one. Yeah. Dream big. Dream big, my friends. <laughs> news, news, news on the Sports, Sports, Sports podcast with Jordan, Joel, and Phil. News, news, news. Dennis Rodman charged with hit and run. Oh. Uh-oh. My goodness. Subheadline, Sheriff does not buy Rodman's explanation of pick and roll. <laughs> oh, it was a hit and run when he was picking yeah. and roll. Right? Okay. Well, hey, he, he was one of the bad boys. <laughs> they certainly <laughs> blurred the line on that one. Dateline, Santa Ana, California. In a story Angelinas will appreciate, former NBA star Dennis Rodman was charged with a hit and run for a wrong way-related crash. Oh, on ooh. a Southern California freeway. Yikes. On a freeway? Okay, this is what I wanted to know. This is an honest question. How do you go the wrong way on a freeway? You'd have to be drunk. You'd have, right? I had this conversation okay, with other people before. You'd have to be drunk because it would involve going on a ramp yeah. and like turning around the right. other way, right? But like, Jordan, how many times have we had this exact same conversation about Dennis Rodman over the course of his career? <laughs> yeah. I mean, or going on the wrong ramp with the huge do not enter signs all over it. Like, you'd have to go over to the wrong side of the road. Yeah, well, I think it'd be easier to miss the do not enter signs than it would be to uh, to make a U.E. You'd yeah, have I, to be distracted in some way. Yeah. I, would, I would agree. See, okay, so that's exactly what happened here. So prosecutors say the SUV was traveling north in a southbound carpool lane. Hmm. We don't know if there are other people in the car. So He that would got be all the way over to the carpool lane? Apparently you got to cut through traffic. I think what could happen is that poorly marked exit because Robin's attorney. Okay, so basically he's in the southbound carpool lane at uh, 1230, uh, just past midnight, forcing a sedan to swerve into a dividing wall to avoid a collision. That's a hell of a story. Yeah. yeah. So I'm driving back from work. Guy's coming at me. I swerve to a glimpse. I crash in the median. Guy's Dennis Rodman. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't you believe it? I would, though. That would be my first guess. <laughs> What are you, fucking Dennis Rodman? Uh, oh, oh, excuse me, Oh, sir. it is, of course. Okay. Yeah. The worm, got it. <laughs> yeah. Got it. I'm going to be on the news. <laughs> uh, Rodman's attorney, Paul Meyer, says the incident occurred on a poorly signed exit ramp. Yeah. Uh, Paul Meyer has the worst job ever. <laughs> Dennis Rodman's attorney. Oh, jeez. Oh. Paul Meyer. Uh, what are you, oh. Well, I got to say, you know, if there's one thing Dennis Rodman knows, it's crashing the boards. <laughs> oh god oh, that was good uh, it was terrible but I, 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 that was great uh robin's a, oh we already said yeah he says uh he says rodman corrected the driving air without the cars touching then stopped and spoke to people in the other car that seemed like the other guy kind of caused it from not happening by yeah crashing yeah. into the wall there yeah uh, that, that is an interesting to to 
that that's very that that's a huge lawyer move right there. Like my right. client's the hero. He avoided what could have been a head-on collision. Right. That's actually a really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When he was driving the wrong way on a freeway. <laughs> it's like nothing. Nothing he did reduced the chance of collision. Sure. In Paul, a meaningful way. Paul Meyer woke up at 4 a.m. just like struck with that idea. <laughs> yeah. We like, gotta write this down. <laughs> my client's the hero. <laughs> uh. If you want to guess uh, Rodman's uh, previous uh, two traffic-related uh, oh, charges. Let's see. No, two uh, number, top DUI two answers on the board. and driving in a wedding dress. I'm going to guess DUI and DUI. No, actually. Oh. Rodman has been charged with driving across a dividing section without a valid license. Oof. Odd way to put I that in a newspaper yeah. report. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As if that is one law. No, right. no, those are two separate things you can't do. Sure. Well, you're driving without a license? Well, that's fine. Just don't cross any of the dividers. <laughs> right. That line is a line for a reason. Well, I think we got to remember, Dennis Rodman, a guy who has never followed the rules. That's true. Yeah. If there's Always one thing smart. he doesn't do, it's follow rules. So maybe it's just him going like, hey, you know what? You don't tell me which way to drive. I drive the way I want to <laughs> drive. I cross dividing lines. Don't box me in. Number two answer. Giving police false information. What? No, I'm not Dennis Rodman. Yeah. Uh, I'm Rennes Dodman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just picturing him with all of the like face piercings, just like, yeah, I'm I'm Joe Dumas. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Dumas, it's like, such a pleasure to meet you. <laughs> I am so sorry, Joe, but I needed to do this. <laughs> <laughs> I just picture the cops like, oh, Dennis, you, you're insulting everyone. You can't. Uh, please, call me Joe. <laughs> oh. Wow. Neither are DUI. That is surprising. What? It does remind me, though, of, uh, of this joke. It's a very short one. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this segment ended 30 seconds ago, but no, you no, go no. ahead. So, so there's this woman <laughs> who's at home, and she's watching the news. Okay. And this thing pops on, and it's like... Uh, Warning, you know, a man is uh, uh, driving his car the wrong direction uh, down the freeway. Yeah. Everyone should be careful. And she realizes that that's her husband. So she calls or she realizes, ah, I screwed it up. Uh, she <laughs> Comedian Joel Anderson, everybody. <laughs> she realizes that's the freeway her husband takes The home. voice of the generation. <laughs> so she, the she, next Louis C.K. <laughs> Joel Patrick She Anderson. calls up her husband. And she's like, honey, you got to look out. There's someone driving the wrong way in the freeway. And he goes, someone? There's hundreds of them. Which is, it's just, you know, a pretty good punchline, except that I really tipped that it was, <laughs> the it was the husband who was there. Well, now I'm definitely keeping this in the podcast. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> Joining us now in the podcast is the, uh, the former uh, coach of the U.S. men's national soccer team. Uh, Jürgen Klinsmann. Hello, it is a pleasure to be here. Okay, uh, great to have you on, Jürgen. It is so good to be here in this very sad time. I was going to say, I was. I know we had scheduled you to have you on, and it's just too bad that it had to come with these unfortunate circumstances. Well, every, you just, I, as I watch the grass slowly die on the soccer field of life, I realize everything is temporary. Yeah, yeah, that, that's that a, is that is true. You might be. Oh, I mean, you're probably going to get another job coaching soccer in the relatively near future. I've heard that there are many little leagues for soccer that pay $10 an hour to their coaches. I will likely end up there watching kids kick each other in the shins, causing long-term damage. Oh, uh, well, 
I, mean, I feel like that's a bit of an exaggeration. Isn't yeah. soccer a metaphor for life? <laughs> no, you, Everybody oh. running around, kicking a ball, never getting it inside of the net. Eventually, it just ends. I guess it's like, yeah, I never guess really thought of it that way, but that is actually like, spot on. You know, but extra time at the end of regulation kind of is a little bonus. Yes, but very rare and only for the very lucky. <laughs> wow. Uh, boy, you're really sort of making me think about life here just a little bit. Uh, you recently lost in the to uh, Mexico. Uh, US Team USA's chief rival. Yes. And Costa Rica, you got blown out by Costa Rica. People in the media are saying this is what caused your dismissal. What do you think of that assessment? As the final whistle blew over the echoing field, I realized that I too will be dying someday in a hospital bed where I will hear the final bleeps from my heart monitor slowly fade away. That is what the loss felt like. And in a riveting speech, that's what I told the team in the locker room. But wait, in, after the game? Uh, before the game. It seems like not a great way yeah. to get your team psyched I said up. this. If you, if you are to lose, it will be as if you are hearing the final bleeps of a heart monitor of death. Now let's go out there and have fun. <laughs> uh, <laughs> boy, I got I to gotta tell you, Jurgen. Uh, I think there's... Your motivational speeches, I, I don't want to project too much based on this sort of brief conversation that we're having onto how you, you approach coaching the soccer team, but it does seem like this might be why the team did not this, appear really motivated. This is actually very in line with how I've been coaching the whole time. Okay. Boy, so have you ever noticed that maybe your, your team I oftentimes have say, go out there, try to get a yellow card. It's the only thing in this life that comes easy. That's a bizarre approach. Wow. You're not. You don't want to get yellow. Are you being facetious when you say that? No, it's re literally the only thing in life that comes easy. So, so you're when you throw the ball in from the out of bounds, it's very much like life. You have to keep both heels on the ground, or maybe you can drag your feet. But no matter what, the ball isn't coming back to you. <laughs> uh, wow. Um. Yeah, I, I do got to say, do you think uh, that, that this might have something to do with why why your team performed so poorly? Because you seem to have a very – I mean, this is the most nihilistic approach that I've heard from any coaching entity in any sport ever. No, the team performed badly because they're all inside of weak, frail human bodies. Even the strongest human body is made out of meat and bone, all that can be snapped very easily by an oncoming car. Wow. This was a very sudden firing. In fact, the yeah, morning uh, you got fired, you were on the uh, Facebook page of uh, U.S. Men's National Team answering questions about soccer strategy. That afternoon you were fired. Yes, I was having a very good day. I woke up in the morning and <laughs> ate some cold oat toast <laughs> and drank a warm glass of water before logging on to the internet and answering but a single question from the fans was they said if you win the next game will I still die <laughs> and I said death is inevitable and sweet sweet mercy Boy, it's, it's so I was very pumped up for the upcoming <laughs> games there's 
There's a lot of sort of existential... There's something about talking to the fans that makes you very excited <laughs> to get back out on that field. You don't sound excited. I feel like there's a lot of existential angst running through everything you're doing that is maybe not entirely appropriate for a sporting event. Well, my when I was growing up, my parents always said that I was the happiest of my 12 siblings. Jesus Christ. Yes. Well, there was Dietrich, who was killed by an oncoming bus when he was two. Mm-hmm. He was not happy. I don't know. Well, I imagine he was maybe happy before he got hit by the bus. No. <laughs> Excuse me. Well, what about the other 11 siblings? You want me to literally go <laughs> yeah, through all let's, 11 let's other... You know, you can do your top five if you can. <laughs> okay. If you want. I will keep it short. My favorite sibling was my dear sweet Sophia. She was actually a conjoined twin coming out of the womb, but we were only conjoined at the ankles, so they cut her foot off. So that I may be free at her expense. She was the second happiest child. One day she was coloring inside of a coloring book with our one black crayon that we owned. (laughs) And she said, look, it's a clown and it's only a little decomposed. (laughs) That 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 was was a happy memory. Wow. Jurgen. Wow, buddy. Boy, I guess lucky thing that you got the foot uh, because you went on to have a career in soccer. Well, yes, it was quite, trust me, she reminded me of that in one of her funniest jokes ever, where she said, it's almost like my ghost foot is giving you good fortune. Unfortunately, much like my foot, we will both be gone. (laughs) Someday. That was a joke. That was a very, it was a very funny joke. No, I didn't hear you laugh then. Did you laugh the first time you heard it? I think I said the word ha. But uh, I might have just been being nice. Well, bringing it back real quick, as you yes. move forward, have you thought about maybe adopting a coaching style that does not involve reminding players of their inevitable death? No. Well, there you have it. Uh, Jurgen Klinsmann, thank you very much for, for being in the show. Thank you for having me. I'm going to go sit in my car and stare off into the middle distance for a while. <laughs> Joining us now on the podcast is uh, the new Trump administration's uh, chief strategist, Steve Bannon. Hey, it's a pleasure to be here. Okay. It's Steve Bannon. If I'm being completely honest, it's not a pleasure to have you here. Well, that's kind of rude to say. It it is, but at the same time, uh, you know, this was not really a choice. Well, look, we're all in this together. This is all of our Americas, so let's get on with it. Okay. Well, Well, yeah. That's true. Hold on quick. Religion and race check. Uh, you know, wh- uh, wh- religion and race check. You know, you know, uh, white Catholic. All right, religion and race check. I'm an atheist. And a, and this a is going to be a tough interview. <laughs> All right. Hey, well, Steve. Hey, you know, really, what we're most uh, concerned about on this, we don't get into a ton of politics yeah. on our show, but yeah. what we're most concerned about is how the new Trump administration uh, what that could mean to the uh, average sports fan. Well, let me tell you, I've only been really paying attention to the actual White House for the past couple weeks because I just got named in, but uh. I already heard that we sent some of our football teams down to Mexico City. Yeah. yeah it was pretty yeah. cool, actually. Yeah. Given, given Mexico City a chance to, it's one of the largest cities in the world, a great growth market for this oh, America. I guarantee I that those, those teams are radicalized now. 
They're gonna they're coming come back rapists. They're gonna bring crime. Radicalized by Mexico. Yeah, Mexico, they're gonna be I, radicalized. They're just playing a game. It's the Oakland Raiders and Houston Texans. Yeah, it's, a, it's very look. We can't game. have our football players going across the border. You don't know what they're picking up, what they're bringing back. They're picking up touchdowns is what they're picking nah, up. Steve. So this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna build a wall around the inside of all the stadiums so that football players can get out. Okay. See, this is interesting. I mean, they're gonna have to sleep in the middle of the field. They're gonna have to eat nothing but stadium nachos. The wall and the border. Wait, what? That's ridiculous. Yeah, no. The Are wall. You the wall and the border of Mexico was ideally like. And who's you, gonna how, pay how for it? Who's going to pay for it? I mean, uh, the American people. The American people are going to pay for it. That's right. Not Wait, the football players. <laughs> I feel like that you should make the football owners pay for the walls around no, the stadium. No, no, no. That's what's going to... No, they're rich. We don't make the rich pay for things. All right. That's... The American people are going to pay for it. This all seems a little ridiculous to me, especially because, I mean, the wall on the border with Mexico to keep people out, a wall to keep We're going to build that wall, in. too. And you know who's going to pay for that? The American Mexico's going to pay yeah, for it. You got to keep up. You got to keep up I with the will, quiz. I will bet you one wall that they don't. Do you bet me one Double wall or nothing that they wall. don't? I like where this is at. <laughs> I'll take it a million to nothing because we control the government now. Where are you going to put the second one? What Steve? are you you going to what the second wall? Yeah, because we're doing double or nothing. Uh, You know what? I'll just put it. Uh, what's another country that's south of the border besides Mexico? El Salvador. El Salvador. We're putting it around El Salvador. <laughs> keep them in. They radicalized. It's a two thousand mile wall. You can do all of El Salvador, and you'll have a there lot you of go. wall left over. Lots of wall. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. I just. I. I gotta say, it's just. It's a little. What odd. press outlet is this going out to? We're a podcast on the comedy. Uh, comedy podcast network. Nope. Not gonna work. <laughs> what okay. do you mean, not gonna we work? Gotta shut the, we gotta shut this down. We're a. You can't tell us to shut it down. No, you gotta give equal time to. You gotta give ninety five percent of your time to Mr. Trump. 5% of your time is silent meditation. No, 100% yeah, not, of our time that. is on sports, 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 Mr. Nope, Mannion. You can't. If there is a more focused on sports podcast on the internet. Look, I, I believe in the Constitution, but not this podcast. And now it's time for another wide world of weird sports. Wide world of weird sports. This week, this week's wide world of weird sports, octopus wrestling. Ooh, ooh! This yeah. one feels a long time coming. It are does. We wrestling it's about the octopi, time. or are they wrestling each other? That's a great question. Octopus wrestling involves a diver grappling with a large octopus in shallow water and dragging it to the surface. <laughs> this sounds like a uh, it's 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 fishing. It's a subset of the fishing. But it's wrestling fishing. Well, yeah. You're fishing and you're wrestling. This is how men fish. Yeah, the exactly. real men, mano y mano, no hooks. I'm going to go down into their environment. Yeah, yeah. liberals use hooks. Real <laughs> men use hands. Get down there. Yeah. Go into their land. Exactly. Water. An early article on octopus wrestling appeared in a 1949 issue of Mechanics Illustrated. Yeah. So you know it's real. Me- mechanics Illustrated? Mechanics it, spelled with an X. It mechanics. was, uh, if, you know, if you didn't get in, if you submitted to Popular Mechanics, could not get in, <laughs> right? you'd go to Mechanics Illustrated. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Octopus wrestling was most popular on the West Coast, where the California girls are. I wish they all could be California girls. Uh, of the United States during the 1960s. At that time, annual World Octopus Wrestling Championships were held in Puget Sound, Washington. 
where the California girls go for the summertime up where it's a little cooler. <laughs> yep, uh, that's, I mean, every summer LA just empties out. Yep. They all, <laughs> they all go up, up to, to Puget, Puget Sound. Sound. We're going to the Sound, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. going to the Sound. We're going to puss wrestle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the event was televised and attracted up to 5,000 spectators. What? What? Uh, trophies were awarded to the individual divers and teams who caught the largest animals. Okay. Afterwards, the octopuses were either eaten, given to the local aquarium, or returned to the sea. Uh, I'll take option three, please, <laughs> said the octopus. Oh, I was going to say, I would like to uh, yeah, fry one. You yeah, know? Fry Get up. that done. You ever eat fried octopus, though? You know, I, oh, I like it. I don't like it. No, I don't yeah, love it's it. It's chewy. Yeah. It is quite chewy. Yeah, I don't care for that. Let's don't not for forget, though. I mean, the big part of this story is the tragic tale of Captain Nemo, who really went big for the win and was unable to to pull it off. Yeah, Captain Nemo, the Dream Master. And then even when he got it up there, they were like, hey, that's a squid. It doesn't count. And he was like, oh, mother. I wanted to wrestle an octopus. <laughs> that's what little Nemo sounded like. Uh, in April 1963, 111 divers took part in the World Octopus Wrestling Championships. A total of 25 giant Pacific octopuses were captured that day, ranging in weight from Octopi, four I believe the octopuses, uh, <laughs> ranging in weight from four to 57 pounds. Ooh, that's oh, a big shit. octopus. That's some big octopuses. Yeah, I was about to say, it's like octopi are generally pretty small. Yeah. Well, a 1965 issue of Time Magazine documented the growing popularity of octopus wrestling as follows. Merely to minnow about underwater is no longer enough, and such sports as octopus wrestling are coming increasingly into vogue, particularly in the Pacific Northwest, where the critters grew up to 90 pounds and can be exceedingly tough customers. Although there are several accepted techniques for octopus wrestling, the really sporty way requires that a human diver go without an artificial breathing apparatus. Oh, yeah, now Ooh, we're talking turkey. I like yeah, that. Exactly. Yeah, go down there. you might drown, but that's okay. You want to talk feat of athleticism, like doing actual like diving without like scuba gear. Like, yeah. You know, it's it's hard to swim underwater. It's hard to swim while you're holding your breath. Yeah, you like, don't get oxygen in your lungs. It's harder to do all that while wrestling an octopus. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, because you get out of breath wrestling, but you oh. already have no breath. And you got suction cups on you. Right, and they're the trying octopus? to drag you down because they wrap around your mouth like a bow constrictor. <gasps> or they stick their tentacle into your mouth and jut out the back and of your neck. And they shoot ink in your face temporarily, blinding right, you. Right, you go, gah, like blood just- sport. There's not a lot of sports that, like, have, like, an unwitting participant. Like, maybe there should be more surprise wrestling events. Like, uh, a I guy's say, walking down the street and somebody runs up and they're like, Full Nelson! And I then, think that every equestrian event is an yeah. unwilling participant. <laughs> Everyone. There's no horse like, this is going to be fun. They're all like, ah, shit. <laughs> people cheering. I know what this is going to oh, do. I thought this was an eating oats day. Yeah, I'm going to get whipped in the hiney and around? run around circles. I oh. can see the bales of hay. You're putting them out there, but then you're putting things for me to jump over on them. Oh, not cool. And that brings it on to another wide world of Citizens of Podcast Town, this brings a close another sports, sports, sports podcast. But before we go, we're going to have Jurgen Klinsman back to give you our contact information. Hello, I am back. Jurgen. 
You can find us on Twitter by going to twitter.com slash sports the number three podcast. Make sure to keep the tweet very short, much like the amount of time we have on Earth. You can find us on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash sports the number three podcast. While you're there, make sure to leave a like because it might be the only thing that you've ever really liked in your life. Or you can find all of the back episodes at soundcloud.com slash sports the number three podcast. While you're there, make sure to listen to the white noise that comes before and after the podcast because it's the only way that you can hear what it will sound like when you're inside of a coffin. Thank you for having me. Thank you. You're Jürgen. welcome. Yeah. Hey, guys. Joel. Joel. Is anybody else a little worried about Jurgen Klinsmann? Nope. Not me. I feel great about him. We're going to go get ice cream after this. You guys coming? Yeah. All right. Oh, All absolutely. Right. Yeah. yeah. You have received this transmission from the Comedy Podcast Network. For more shows, visit ComedyPodcastNetwork.com.